0: there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. You can go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com to find out more about us. And be able to put your name on a prayer list request there. You can contact us to do that. You can submit your Bible questions and we will do our best to, to answer them. You also can find our statement of faith there and links to our social media accounts. Today I want to talk about a new church. A new church. If I made that statement in front of a group of people, most people would be shocked. That some might even think that the statement was unorthodox. Church, as as it has been done for the past fifteen hundred years, has failed profoundly and needs to be abandoned. Millions, of course have already done just that. They've abandoned the church, and they have no intention to re-enter it ever again. Let me explain why I think this statement is true. I do not think we should give up on the idea of church. Christ actually established his church and died for it. So I'm not saying that at all, that we need to give up. But what I'm trying to say is I believe we need to abandon what is called the old church for the sake of experiencing new church. And here's a conversation in Matthew chapter 16. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd encourage you to follow along and read along. In this conversation, here is Jesus talking to the apostles, and he's going to have this conversation about church. Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah. But others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. In verse 15, he said to them, But who?" you say that I am and Simon Peter answered you are the Christ the son of the living God verse 17 and Jesus said to him blessed are you Simon bar Jonah because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my father who is in heaven I also say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And in verse 20, Then he warned the disciples that they should not tell anyone that he was the Christ. You see, that church that Jesus is talking about, did not own any property, it didn't own any buildings for the first two to three hundred years after Jesus established it. It had no headquarters, and had no dues. This was a, a, a spiritual community and a bonding among its members. Outsiders of the church at this time are, are known to have commented. Uh, Look how those Christ followers love one another, and they look out for each other. You could hear almost a a touch of, uh, of envy in the voices of most of them as they said it. When people walk up to you and ask you, What denomination do you belong to? How do you respond to that? My guess is if the tradition holds true, most of us would say, oh I belong to this domin- denomination or that denomination but if you were asked somebody in the first century that uh, they would say what's a do- denomination? the word has this meaning of being divided so most of us I hope this claim that we're not divided that we're just holding this idea or thought of just being Christian I've asked myself this question many times when when people ask this, does this mean that we look and smell like a denomination? Like that old saying, it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, so it must be a duck. The fact is that the world, they, they, there's countless divisions in the world among Christ's followers. There's all kinds of flavors, as, as my dad used to say. In some cases, there's, there's more division among religious groups than we would really want to admit. The word labels us, and we drive by a church building and we see it, and we say, Oh, I know what they teach, and that's not what I believe. We do the very same thing, whether it's a Pepsi building or a Coca Cola or whatever, we are placing that name on that building and we can identify what goes on in that building. We must be careful, though, as as Christians, of running around and judging every person and telling them they're all going to hell if they don't belong to uh, the church that I go to. The fact of the matter is that everyone thinks that their church, uh, no matter what names on the building it may be, is the only church telling the truth. I know I was... I born in, into a group that claimed they belonged to the only true church, and they claimed that they could trace their roots clear back to Peter. But listeners, we must overcome this worldly action and stop calling it religious, telling people that they're going to go to hell if, if they don't walk into a certain building with a certain name on it. This has to be one of the biggest turnoffs in the world it would have have sent me the other way more than once before I became a Christian. I can guarantee you that. And it still upsets me when I hear certain terms like that being used. You know, again, when I read the book of Acts, I really don't get an impression at all that they uh, took the turn or burn theory and shoved it in everybody's face. All they knew that people who were not in Christ, who were not followers of Christ, uh, faced certain damnation. But rather, they led more people to the church by their lifestyle that could be seen by all. They displayed their love for one another. They got along with each other. And they acted as everyone was family. They didn't throw these pity parties around until someone got their way. They strive for the greater good for all of the church. What what they did or what they were doing seemed to be blessed by God. Read with me here in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 44. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and their possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have a need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, and breaking a bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God for having favor with all people, and the Lord was adding to their number day by day who were being saved. The church became something notable that, both religious and political leaders of the 1st and 2nd centuries could see, and they began to persecute it. Opposition and social uh, isolation did nothing but make Christians closer to one another. Finally, in the 4th century, uh, Emperor Cositine, he would adopt this policy, if I can't beat them, I'll join them, attitude towards the church. And that was the beginning of the church's fateful 1,500-year decline. He made the, the loosely associated house churches into land-owning, of building-filling church members. But the land and the buildings needed managers. So the then comes this professional class of paid clergy. It arose and, and until no time until it got bigger and bigger to become the rule of uh, these institutional churches and the leaders of larger churches had more prestige and they had more clout than the ones that only had a handful can you see the division and the struggles this loving family of God had been downgraded into this competitive business the, the organism transformation yeah, made it into this organization and the corporate expression of Jesus' presence in the Word turned into a religious corporation. The institution church uh, increasingly joined itself with, with the powers instead of the weak, instead of the vulnerable or the oppressed. Spiritual work was done uh, by carnal means from from converting people through war to worshipping through a ritual that nobody understood through impersonal uh, giveaways to people with whom nobody wanted to spend time. The simple church of love, accountability, and nurture became a complex set of doctrines, rituals, and heresies. And God misplaced somewhere in the process, they forgot who He was. You see, old church has failed. Old church is dead, as an effective means for representing God to emerging generations. Old church needs to become new church in order to communicate Jesus to a new world. And please notice that I am not claiming that we need a quote-unquote new church, as in a denomination, or a new reformation, or a restoration, a new organization, or institution, to place the existing ones. New church is a way of being church, seeing ourselves as part of Christ in his original notion that flawed people with imperfect understandings of his will were trying to do something that would honor him as king in this world. If such radical ideas were ever to take hold in the larger body of Christ, Our large uh, members of people would accept Christianity in this fragmented samples of something that is holy and revolutionary, It take place in the world. Some of Christ's followers might actually experience unity in our diversity. At least, perhaps, we would stop some of our political uh, judgments of one another and stop being stumbling blocks to one another. Sometimes in my lower moments, I, I seem to think that same people are right in saying Christians have murdered God and that the churches are his burial chambers. We keep turning the, the gold of faith into the lead of religion. We crucify Jesus afresh in, in every generation. How did whatever it was that Jesus promised to build died to make possible and rose to reign over the Father's right hand ever come so dishonorable of an end? I know that the old church of of my experience will not bring people of our new generation our new world to God. It will continue to drive them away from Christ. Then I, then I glimpse of God at work and, and different godly people that I'm privileged to know. And, and I know I'm wrong to be so discouraged. That it is a struggle of every generation to be more aware that this is what the Heavenly Father knew we would experience. That his living spirit would continue to ensure us when Jesus speaks to his apostles remember in verse 18 here is Jesus he says I also say that you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it that the gate of Hades will not prevail against the church and the reigning son will come again and he will claim his own this is what I'm calling new church it is but the unfolding dream of God and it is it's ideal that it will never be understood fully until he appears in his second coming so we pray we dream and we refuse to be satisfied with business as usual for the body of Christ no matter how we may feel that the world is winning and and the evil one is opposing us at every turn We need to remind ourselves that the church should be on the offensive and not the defensive. You see, because gates in the days of Christ were used for defensive purposes. When when a city was being attacked by an enemy, they would close their gates to the city. They did this to stop the invading army to walk right on into the city and conquer it. Gates cannot overpower anything in a battle and let us make no mistake here listeners we are in a battle for the Lord Paul wrote to the Ephesian church uh, chapter 6 starting in verse 11 put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms therefore put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you will be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand people who are, are not in battle have really no need for body armor. Paul tells us that that we do need the body armor of God. Why? So you can stand your ground when the evil one and his demons attack. A retreating uh, soldier in, in any army is not a good thing. It meant that your enemy was pushing you backwards and he's about to overtake you. There is more for us to experience in Christ than you and I have ever known so far. And I'm beginning to suspect that, that we can only describe as new church Israeli old original church that Christ himself promised to build and pledged to bless long ago with the apostles. Maybe we have just been distracted for 1,500 years or so and then begin to think more clearly and to follow him more deeply with an intent of learning who he is and what he really meant by church. Maybe we can still learn that its effectiveness and its presence in the world is tied to answering the question, Who do you say Jesus is? rather than expensive properties, social rankings, uh, social clubs, and the doctrinal test. Perhaps a relationship based off of faith in Christ yet can foster an expressing encouragement among those who confess him as king. To be a church that has love, not only for the Lord, but for everyone as well. Not only for each other, but definitely for the lost souls of the world. They need to know the love of Christ too. And our problem in our society, and at least in America and in several other countries that I have been in in the past, when they say church, they think of a building. And Jesus did not die for brick and mortar and cement or wood or whatever your church building may be uh, built in, Jesus died people. He died for you and me. He died for our souls and shed his blood so that we may be cleansed from our sin and that we may enter into his gate and his kingdom for all eternity. We need to understand that Webster and his definition of church is not really a biblical definition. Church can be anywhere that you and I meet in the name of the Lord to sing songs of praise, to, to break bread, to remember his death and burial and resurrection, to sing songs of praise and to join together. That's what church is and that's where we need to focus. The evil one does great things to keep us divided and I have met people all over the world who really are my brothers and sisters in Christ that many others may not claim I recall some missionaries that stored up bibles in Germany years ago before the fall of the of the, uh, the Berlin wall and once that wall came down they had bibles in storage buildings in Germany and they all flew over there and they were ready to take those bibles and the good news of the gospel To the communist part of germany and teach them who christ was i was amazed how quickly they came back they were back within just a few months and they they reported was christ is there oh they don't have the names on the buildings that you and i think they should have they just say christians meet here the church meets here that folks is the church they were meeting together They had Bibles that had been smuggled in that were left after World War II. And they were excited to get the new Bibles. But they really did not need the missionaries' help beyond that. You see, because God had allowed his church there, even under communism, to prosper. It might have been underground, but people were there and they had found the light that Christ shines. I certainly hope that you uh, are in a congregation that lets the light of Christ shine in the community and that you let it shine around you at work, uh, at at school, at the market, wherever you may be, that people can say, ah, there's a Christian. That's the greatest uh, compliment I think that I could ever get from people around me. I certainly hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I know it was a little different for some of us. Uh, I'm hoping that it's been encouraging to you and that you will rethink what church really is and, and how we live our lives as Christians. I encourage you as well to go to our again to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com to find out more about us and listen and download us each week as we uh, always try to have at least one uh, podcast per week or trying to find more time and to do more and i'd encourage you to pray for us as we pray for you our listeners and for the persecuted church around the world again to the point of the uh, of this podcast you can't persecute buildings or you can burn them down or whatever uh, but the persecution is really against the people who meet there again may god have the glory and may god bless you thank you